Welcome to Accelerate OC, the only show focused on the people leading innovation in Orange County. Join our host, Carrie Ransom, in his conversations with the trendsetters, entrepreneurs, investors, and leaders here, because it's time to Accelerate OC. Good morning. Welcome to Accelerate OC. I'm Carrie Ransom, and thanks always to our engineer, Paul for making me and my guests sound so good. Look at Paul over there. What up, Paul? (laughs) Hey, I get to speak in a show here? (laughs) Sure. So today's episode is sponsored by OC4 Ventures, which is a new venture studio here in Orange County that I'm a part of. And we are out looking for really compelling, high-potential, next-generation tech entrepreneurs here. And we're going to help them. We're going to provide them capital. Amazing. We're going to provide them coaching we're probably doing collisions with some of the best talent in the area, and we're going to connect them here in the Orange County community. So if you are one of those entrepreneurs or you know them, send them my way, or you can go to oc4v.com. So I am super excited. Uh, somehow we pulled it off, but Scott Duffy <laughs> is here today. And before we get to hear from Scott... Uh, and about him, his mission, he's got an amazing story. Uh, let me give you a quick intro uh, about Scott. So he is driven by one simple idea, and I think I need to figure out if I can find my one simple idea because I love the purity of it. But You sound he, like an entrepreneur already. <laughs> <laughs> so Scott's idea is he wants to help people live their dreams through entrepreneurship, and he has several media channels, he's a global speaker, he's written best-selling books, and he's really helping people to find ways to break through in their lives and in their businesses. And he's worked with many of the world's top entrepreneurs and innovators, and the beauty is he lives right here in Orange County. So I'm going to make him share some of those great global stories that he has uh, experienced and bring them back here to our, our community um, he started his career working for Tony Robbins, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that had a big impact and influence on him. So we'll, we'll delve into that a little bit. And then he went on to work for several companies early on in what I would call the Internet media uh, Gen 1 age. Um, and brands like CBS Sportsline, NBC Internet, FoxSports.com. I'm old enough to remember those. Many of the audience uh, may not be, but uh, I am. Um, and then he went on to found a company that was uh, called Smart Charter, and they, it was an online booking tool for private airlines aviation, and he sold that to Richard Branson's Virgin Group. So I want to understand a little bit more about how he got into his own entrepreneurial journey there. He's a, recognized by entrepreneur as a top 10 speaker. He's often asked to go on, on big TV stations and radio stations, places like CNBC, Fox News, CBS Radio. He also is co-host of a Microsoft-sponsored show called Business and Burgers. And I think he has a new show that's coming out early next year as well. So we'll talk Mm -hmm. about that. Uh, He is way more qualified to be on Accelerate OC today than I am. That is for sure. He should probably be... uh, in a, a much bigger studio than what Paul and I have for him, but we greatly appreciate that he's decided to join us today. And it just, for me, is another example of the quality and really the the uh, world-class people that we have here in our backyard here in Orange County. Scott, thank you for being here and for uh, sharing your story with us today. 
Well, first of all, thank you. And I am so fired up that you're doing a show in Orange County that focuses on Orange County business because we have such an incredible community that is here that I think not enough people either know about or know how to engage in or know where to engage in. Um, but what I've really seen since I've been here over the last, you know, close to 10 years is real momentum. And, and real momentum in terms of Orange County becoming, um, a hub for entrepreneurship. And, um, and, and so what I've seen is I've seen a combination of resources, whether it's venture capital or the right people, the right places. There, there's just so much coming together here. And, you know, I spend half of my time up in LA because I yes. do a lot of media work and, and, there's no better place to call home than Orange County. That's right. It is so amazing here. So to not only be able to live here, but be able to be an entrepreneur here and to thrive here is just something that's so exciting. Thank you so much for 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 helping to really shape all of that for us and bring people together and help really develop the community that we need in order to break out as, as kind of a region here um, for entrepreneurship. Absolutely. Well, and I think we're at this interesting transition phase where – this is a, I look at it as a community that was built by entrepreneurs. Mm. If you really look at, you know, 50 plus years ago, that's who built this county. And there are countless small businesses throughout this area in every imaginable industry. And so as you project ahead over the next 10, 20 years, there's just going to have to be this renewal of the of new kinds of businesses. And so if you look at Orange County, what I often say is we have such great diversity. We have brands that are world-renowned. I had a guest on last week who, who grew up in South Africa and begged his father to buy him a pair of board shorts from Quicksilver, which was birthed <laughs> right here in Huntington Beach. Sure. And so we have amazing brands. We have amazing history with the defense industry and there's just such great diversity we've led the world in all kinds of areas of real estate and so all of that now coming together in new ways that's part of why i love the word collisions is that i think we haven't created enough of those collisions that probably create some of the cross-pollination because these new industries are going to emerge when you bring brand together with technology in a new way or you start to think about Mm -hmm. the way people are going to live differently 10 20 30 years from now and real estate may need to change and how it's envisioned how it's designed etc and there's no better place than this to be the the world leader in that well you know it's interesting because i spent most of my career in either the training business or in the technology business and the technology um that i was connected to was consumer internet and when I moved to Orange County from from Santa Monica, mm-hmm. where you lived yeah. also, I moved from Santa Monica. Um, it was interesting because I moved into a great neighborhood in Newport Beach. Um, it was where we chose to raise our kids. And I didn't understand. There was so much wealth like in Newport Beach, and I still don't really know what anybody does. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. It's kind of like... You know, when I lived in San Francisco for years, it just, there was a community around tech and it was just around. And when I live in LA and where I live up in Hollywood, when I'm, when I'm up there, you know, it's, it's around the entertainment business. And, and here it seemed to be 
it seemed to be uh, real real estate. There was a lot of real estate. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of personal wealth management, mm-hmm. like a Pimco. You know, you you had apparel, like you know, Quicksilver yeah. and and stuff like that. And, and you had like medical devices, and, you know, and then just a lot of other stuff. And it seemed that whenever I went to an event um, at my kid's school, every dad and mom did a different thing. Mm-hmm. And and I used to think that that was a disadvantage. But for an entrepreneur that has something, they have a dream, they have a vision, something that lives inside them, something that gets them up early in the morning, keeps them up late at night, it doesn't have to be like in a specific area. Right. You can find people that have been successful in lots of different areas here in Orange County and, 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 and partner with them, find money from them, collaborate with them in order to launch whatever it is your dream. Your dream is here. Like you right. don't have to go to LA to make a movie. You can make your movie, whatever it is here. And I think that's really cool. You know, and, 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 uh, something that I, again, I, I used to think was a disadvantage, but the more time I spent here, the more I realized if you're an entrepreneur, gosh, that's really freaking cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. So let's, let's talk a little bit more about you because I just think you have so much experience and, and insights to share. So, Tell us about your company, uh, SD Media Holdings, and sort of how that, I think, is the, the core of what you're launching from or, or launch your, your various ventures from today. Sure. Well, SD Media Company is a holding for, you know, really all of my, my media properties. So whether that's that's my, my training company, um, and, and we do a lot of different things. So from produce books to online courses, I do a lot of, a lot of keynote speaking, mm-hmm. you know, really the goal is this, it's, 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 you know, we talk about, uh, helping people live their dreams through entrepreneurship, but for me, it's really more, it's really, you know, I look at the world and I've got two young girls. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, <laughs> they're 11 and nine and a half. And I'm laughing because I'm right there with you. Okay. Yeah. So last night I was told, reminded how important the and a half is, yeah. right? So 11 and nine and a half. And I got to tell you, I look out and I, I'm really worried. I, I'm, I'm worried about kind of where our country is right now. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about the state of our economy. I'm worried about what's going to happen with kind of a market correction. I, I'm worried about the effect that, um, that, that, that robotics and, and AI are going to have on the job market. Mm-hmm. You know, what are they going to do mm-hmm. when they, when, when, when they, when they get older? And, 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 and I see all these big problems in the world today. And the people that we used to rely on, that we used to trust to help solve those problems for us, like politicians, it's just not getting done. And so what I really believe is the answer to every big problem that out, is out there lies with entrepreneurship. Yes. We are the people that will identify the problems. We're the people that will come up with the solutions for the problems. We're the people that will figure out how to fund the problems, mm-hmm. right? And so really... I'm really focused and SD Media is focused on how do we make the world a better place through entrepreneurship? And what can I do? How can I provide the tools and the resources necessary to help people to build great companies to mm-hmm. accomplish that, that goal? And that's, that's really what the business is all about. And, and what I do is I leverage my experience as an entrepreneur, my experience as an entrepreneur, um, my experience interviewing the top entrepreneurs and innovators around the country from, you know, Richard Branson to Tony Robbins to Gary Vee to Damon John to Sarah Blakely and learn what it is that they're doing today to build great companies. Because I'll tell you, if there's one thing that I've learned, it's this. If you take a look at people who are the very best, the best of the best at what they do today, they have one thing in common. And I found that that one thing in common, by the way, has changed. It changes over time. Mm -hmm. 
Well, today, the one thing that most of them have in common is this. They have got this absolute, this crazy, this ridiculous, like this obsession with learning. Mm-hmm. And here's why. It used to be that things changed in business relatively slowly. Uh, the cost to become an entrepreneur was so high. The amount of risk, because there was so little data, the amount mm-hmm. of risk that you had to take was so high. Or even the, getting the data took a while. Just getting the data took a while. And so the barrier to entry for most would-be entrepreneurs was, ju- was just too much. And I think that the market looked at entrepreneurs and, and would say, you got to be Richard Branson or Donald Trump or somebody that mm-hmm. could risk it all. Yep. Right? In fact... You know, when I first started to write about this, I was told by the biggest publisher in the world, if you have the word entrepreneur on the name of your book, for sure it will not sell <laughs> because people are afraid sure. of that, right? But here's the cool thing is that technology changed everything, right? It lowered mm-hmm. the barriers. It gave us access to that data faster. You know, and so, you know, it used to be that big companies were afraid of other big companies, but today they're afraid of millions of entrepreneurs that are nibbling at their feet. And so what you have to do is, you know, again, we just talk about this, this pace and this, this rate of change. And I'll, I'll give you an example. So, um, I'm 49 years old in a hundred years ago in 1919, the average man in the U.S. lived to be 49 years old. Mm. Freaks me out, right? Yeah. Now, maybe at that time, it was good enough to be good enough at one thing because you just didn't live a very long life. But today, not, that's not the case. So what I say is this, and if you look at the common thing with all these these top performers, is is the mo- uh, we talk about the is, is we talk about the learning is that whatever it is that was like your superpower. The thing that you were the very best at, the thing that made you you, your silver bullet in business, that thing, your superhero power five years ago is your baggage today. Yes. And that's what the top performers know. And that's why it's so important that we all have a passion and consistent process in place for learning. Yeah. And I would even argue, uh, and I, I was influenced by a speaker I saw yesterday, a guy named John Seeley Brown, who... Um, just left Amazon's board after 15 years. I saw speak yesterday. He was talking about the importance of unlearning uh, and that we actually yeah. have to build a discipline and habit and and figure out the ways for us to to unlearn because exactly what you said, that baggage is critical. And I'm sitting there going, ah, now I know why I've struggled to fit in in some of these organizations where they don't want to change or right. they don't want to learn and often I'll take the complete opposite view. Well, if you have everything protected in this moat, maybe the best way for me as an entrepreneur to attack you is to decentralize everything. Mm. So you look at something like the blockchain and you say, okay, the best opportunities to use a blockchain may be to attack things that are very centralized. Sure. And so I think that's the the change that we're seeing in the world is in some cases people taking the complete opposite paradigm and saying mm-hmm. maybe that's the best way to uh, undermine something well yeah and, and i think that there's never been a more important time to learn because you know we take a look at kind of where we are with our economy today so we're probably closer than further away from mm-hmm. a correction um, and what comes with a correction or at least this correction yes. a loss of jobs an increase in robotics and mm-hmm. AI in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the things that we do to work to earn money, um, a lot of those things are going to be different. They're going to okay. change. And um, and what, what happens with change? Typically what happens, um, particularly the older we get, is 
as things are changing around us and maybe we're not having the same success that we are used to having or used to have, what we do is we double down on what we know most. Mm. Right, we dig in and we do the same thing more and harder, more and harder, more and harder, and it gets us deeper and deeper in a hole. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that when as we go into this 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 next cycle, what's really important is not only to be open to learning, but to really focus on developing that skill, and that muscle of adaptability. Yes, and and I think that it's going to be more important than ever. And I think that things are going to change. The rate of change is just going to continue to get faster and faster. I, I was reading last week that um, there's a there's a supercomputer that Google built, and and I may I may get the numbers off a little bit, but you'll get the idea. Um, it took, if I remember this correctly, it was given a problem that today's average PC that we have mm-hmm. would take 10,000 years to solve, and it solved it in 200 seconds. Mm. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. So imagine with that kind of learning out there, what that does to whatever it is that you do, right? right. To the job and the things like that. So adaptability and that, that willingness to, to be open to learn and to change. Yeah, and I think part of it is, I mean, you talk about, we, we tend to, human nature, to double down on what we know. Yeah. I mean, part of that I, I think of is, hey, that's just continuing to play by the rules of some game that has been rendered irrelevant. Or It's mm-hmm. a new game. There are new yeah. rules. And even how, how we think about what success needs to look like. I mean, there's some basic Maslow's hierarchy of needs that we have as, as sure. humans. But how we even solve some of those needs is probably likely to change pretty radically from what we're used to. And, and the way that people look at change is radically different. Like if you're a year older than me or a year younger than me. Mm. And and I'll tell you why. I, I really believe that I live, I, I was like born on the digital divide. And, mm. and, and I'll give you an example. When I was in grammar school and I graduated from grammar school from the eighth grade, the year after me, was required to take computers. Wow. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was required to take typing. Mm. So elementary year. school, the year yeah. after it was required to take typing. When I went to high school, I went to Loyola High School in LA. Mm-hmm. The year after me was required to take computers. Wow. And when I went to college, I went to University of San Diego in my freshman year. I remember I bought the biggest, baddest, hottest electronic typewriter, right? It was amazing. The year after my sophomore year, I had all these people coming in to my fraternity and they had Macs. And think about it, the ability to word process, meaning mm-hmm. I had to use whiteout when I made a mistake on a p- typing on a piece of paper. They could just hit the delete button. Think about like the radical shift, the radical change that creates, the, the amount of efficiency in just writing a document. And so it's really interesting because I've always felt that I've been able to relate to people on both sides because of Mm -hmm. where I was born of this divide. So when it comes to change, it's a lot more difficult because we grew up in a different, a much different world, I think, for people 50 and over. And and the thing is, those people that are 50 today, they're just hitting like ending the first half of their life. Mm-hmm. They get another half to go. So we really have to like really sharpen our axe around this skill of becoming adaptable. Mm-hmm. And as much as we may not want it, as me as much as we may miss the feeling of of um of being um having more anonymity than we do now yes. with social media. That's right. Or um being less flexible or dressing down when it mm-hmm. comes to war or just whatever whatever it is. We have to work harder at being more flexible and adaptable and really, really getting current and, and realize that that is the way going forward. And, and I, I understand how difficult that is. That's, I do. That's really interesting. 
So let's let's go under the hood just a little bit, Scott. So I know the audience is going to be really curious to hear some of the incredible stories that you've uh, had from various life experiences. And you, you know, I mentioned at the, at the top that you started your career with Tony Robbins, and yeah. and he's one of those kind of larger than life figures. He is a force of nature. Yes. Yeah. So um, tell us about that experience. Well, it was really interesting how it happened. So I was, um, I went to uh, USD, University of San Diego, and um, I loved college. I had my, my first company. I'm there with you. Yeah, right? <laughs> I loved it. I was one of those people. Um, I played sports. I was in a fraternity and I, um, I had a business. So I was, uh, actually will highlight OC business. I um, bought what was kind of like a franchise of a company called Student Painters. Okay, my my freshman year, mm-hmm. that summer of of college, and so I painted house. I had like fifteen people, college kids, mm-hmm. painting houses for me that summer, and I really just I I, I love being an entrepreneur. I love the college thing, and and by College Pro, mm. and it is based here in Orange County. Ah, yeah, that's awesome. It's an amazing company. So uh, yeah, so I've been having the time of my life, and and everything for me. It just changed like in a heartbeat. So what happened with me is when I went to USD, we had this tradition and all the big schools did it at the same time where during um, fall and spring, right after midterm exams, everyone would pack up their cars and we drive nine hours south to San Felipe, Mexico. And we like party, right? For like, you know, however much time, whatever. So my junior year, um, I got done with my test really early and I remember I was going to go set up. And so I got in this car and I was with three other people and we crossed over the border in Arizona. And, you know, for, you know, for people, um, who haven't been down to, uh, to Baja, you know, for people that have, they'll, they'll know what I'm talking about. You have these roads, these federal highways, and they're like one lane in each direction and then desert as far as you can mm-hmm. see. And for some reason, at some points, these roads, that roads, they kind of rise up. Maybe it's for flooding or something. And there's a drop on both sides and that, well, so we're driving and we're jamming, we're going 90 miles an hour. Like we are jamming down this road. It's nobody but us. Mm-hmm. And a car that had gone off the side, it was a truck, and, and that person didn't see us and we didn't see, see him. And we smacked right into that car mm. going like full go. And it was the worst day of my life. And the question I have for you is this. The question I have is how many times in your life are you going down a road and maybe – you're doing everything right. Maybe in your business, what that means is you had the, the perfect vision. You put together the perfect plan, the perfect funding. You had, you executed like flawlessly. And then someday something came out of nowhere and knocked you off course. Mm-hmm. It could have been the market. It could have been an illness in the family. It could have been so many different things. And everything you did up to that point, every email you wrote, call you made, business plan, it didn't matter. Everything you did, you had to throw out and you had to start over. Well, that's what happened to me. So I had two brain hemorrhages Mm. as a result of the accident. And they finally got us back to San Diego. And I thought that the accident was hard. Getting better was even harder. So because of my head injuries, it just, it hurt so much. And I had, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't read. I couldn't watch TV. Everything made me sick. So I basically just laid down all day during this recovery period. And one day my college roommate walked in. And he said, my dad thinks you should listen to this. And it was a motivational book on tape. Mm. And it was from a guy named Dennis Whaley. 
And I started to listen just really low. And it was cool. And, and, and so I don't even know, because sometimes my head hurts so much, how much I, I actually heard. But it just seemed like I absorbed it all. And before you knew it, I had this library. And it was people like Dennis Waitley and back at the time, in the day, Zig Ziglar and Les Brown and Brian Tracy and Tony Robbins. And when I got better, I decided I wanted to go back to college and work for one of these people as an intern. Mm-hmm. And the first person I applied to intern for was Tony Robbins. And instead of an internship, he gave me a job. And so um, Tony hired me when I was 20. The company hired me when I was 20. He, he was 30. So we were like kids at the time. Um, but it was, it was an incredible experience. I remember one day, it was about a year later, we were working on an event. Tony was doing a live event in Seattle. And we were sitting down having lunch midday. And I remember I was like looking around. And I said to Tony, I said, I don't think that you remember, you know, you really know how I got here. I said, I was one of those people that like I was living the time of my life and this thing came and it knocked me off course. And I had to completely reinvent and everything like, and I said, but the crazy thing is it brought me to you. And I said, and being around you, I've met all these people. My sense of possibility has like completely like gone through the and he put up his hand. I'll never forget it. And if you've been around this guy, he's got huge hands. And so when he puts them up, you stop. Mm-hmm. And he said, Scott, he said, I want you to remember this. He said, in life and in business, you have good days and you have bad days. But you don't know which is which until sometime way down the line. Mm-hmm. Because you don't know what you're going to make out of it. And for me, that really became an operating principle throughout my life. And, and so I just, I cherish that time. I, I actually, I promoted Jim Rohn as well. I did uh, some events uh, that I promoted with uh, Les Brown. Mm-hmm. And so just, you know, it was, it was a really awesome time. Yeah. Yeah. What a, and gr- what a great way to start because, as you said, now you're saying, okay, the world is my oyster. I can see possibility because we're, we're often our own worst enemy when it comes to limited thinking and mindset and and to be around people that early on in life as opposed to finding them when you're 40 yeah and and a little bit lost that's what an incredible gift yeah it was it was it was really it was really awesome and it you know every day there's there's an impact that i feel from that time i I, one of the things i do is i i do a mastermind Mm -hmm. where i bring people together and um their founder ceos and um, all of these these events that we do are tied to some kind of out of the box once in a lifetime experience, and so um, I'm going to make it to one. You got to yeah, come. You, you got to come. I, I was bummed to miss your last one. Well, so earlier this year we we did something with the Navy SEALs, and on the the first day we jumped out of helicopters 500 yards off the the coast and got pulled out by the sea, and then and then we did beach and water exercises and helping and everything was everything we did there was some type of lesson. Everything was built around training. And so anyway, before I, um, before uh, the event, it was a couple days before, I get a call from one of the participants. And he goes, Scott, I want to introduce you to somebody that really wants to come to this event. And you can't say no yet. And I said, why can't I say no? He said, because he's in a wheelchair. And all he wants to do is jump out of a helicopter. Mm. And I said, well, I don't know if, if they'll let him do that. He said, you can't say no. Just no, no is not in this conversation. He said, let me put you in touch with him. So he put me in touch with this guy. His name is Jeff Griffin. And, and Jeff gets on the phone and he said, you know, if they can do it, I can do it. And he's, I'm going to give you the money. If I can't, doesn't matter. I just want the chance. I just want the possibility. Mm-hmm. And I said, gosh, I said, um, and he started talking about gratitude. And he's, and, 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 and so 
I said, man, you remind me of somebody. I said, 30 years ago when I worked for Tony Robbins, he started this event called Mastery University. And it was, a, it was like a five seven day event in, in, in Hawaii. And I remember going to, to, to it and helping out. And, and I met this woman and she told me a story about her husband. And he had been involved in this horrific car accident and he was paralyzed. And um, I said, that's terrible. So this is my reaction. My reaction was, that's terrible. That's mm. awful. And she looked at me confused. And she's like, why would you say that? And I said, well, because now he can't walk and because, of, and she said, no, if you talk to him, he'll tell you. And I believe it's the best thing that's ever happened to him. Mm. Interesting. Mm. She said he went on to create and invent those aerodynamic wheelchairs. Mm -hmm. He was the first pioneer in the wheelchair racing, the wheelchair rugby mm -hmm. league. He started all this stuff. Anyway, back to my guy, Jeff, about the Navy SEALs. So I tell this story to Jeff and I said, I wish I remember what his name is because more than anybody, when I think about working with Tony, I think about that conversation. And what he said to me is he goes, that's Art Berg. Wow. And I said, how do you know that's Art Berg? He said, a year before I was paralyzed, Art Berg spoke at my college. And he said at the very end of his speech that he was grateful for what happened. And he said, I stood up and said, it's impossible that you're grateful. Wow. And he said, just a few years later, he said, I was not only paralyzed, but I ran into Art at an event. And he said, and I rolled up to him and I said, I understand what you're talking about. And I am truly grateful. And so it's interesting because it wasn't necessarily Tony, but the people I met around him mm. that had the biggest influence. And that's why we have to put ourselves around great people. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. So let's, you know, we talked a little bit about Orange County. Um, you know, I, I started Accelerate OC to just highlight people like you who are here, who have the ability to, as, as a uh, influence and, you know, provider of, of views beyond, you know, as I said, often we're our own biggest limiter. How do you think about Orange County as a place to be an entrepreneur and, and to help build that community? Well, I, I think, I think Orange County is, is a very um, interesting place to be as an mm -hmm. entrepreneur. So I think every, I think every city has its own rock star businesses. Mm -hmm. So in New York, it's finance, mm -hmm. right? In San Francisco, it's tech. In LA, it's, it's entertainment. And so the, there are some, some rock star industries that are here. So, mm -hmm. so I think just, you know, if, if you are in those industries and some of what we talked about, we yes. talked about apparel, we talked about real estate, you know, we talked about software, you know, big data is becoming mm -hmm. really hot here. It, there are a handful of industries where you really could not be in a better place mm -hmm. and you couldn't be in a better place because there's infrastructure here, meaning there's capital, there's, um, there's, there's the people in order to execute and, and, and enable you to grow and scale. There's an incredible lifestyle that you're able to yes. offer to employees. I think that's really, really important, particularly today. Yes. I don't know that that was as important, you know, when I was younger, but today, particularly with millennials and Z's, I think it is, it, it is super important. Yeah, they want to have it all. Yeah, they want to have it all. And there's a culture, I think, here, you know, around lifestyle and health which I think is becoming even more important to somebody that, that you're recruiting, mm -hmm. you know, right? The having it all part. Yes. So I think, I think that that's, that's awesome. If you're in an industry that isn't necessarily one of those kind of the rock star industries, like any area in the country, um, 
you know, it may be a little bit harder to get started. You have mm-hmm. to just work a little bit harder, right, to, to build the team, find the capital. But what's great, and this is one of the reasons I love living here, is you're a short drive from L.A. and you're a short drive from San Diego. Mm-hmm. And so you really, like, I feel like you, like, live in the tri-state area. You live in a place where you have instant access to both. Mm-hmm. And um, and so that, I think, is a real big advantage, advantage for people yeah. i i also you know i've i've i face some some you know there's some hard parts about starting a business here and building a business here as well just like every other area right and, and those could be if you're in an industry where um it isn't necessarily a rock star industry at times it can be harder to attract outside capital mm-hmm. um you know at time but 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 the fact of the matter is Every single thing that you really need is here in this area or it's within your reach. Yes. It, it, it's amazing. So I, I, I love it. So if you're starting out, let's, let's, let's do a, a quick uh, hypothetical. You're starting out and you're in one of those. I think a lot of people that I come across aren't necessarily in those mm-hmm. um, well-connected um, rock star industries to borrow from you. How are you going to initially start to get your story out in the community here to to get some either validation or help how would you go about that today what so what i and again this is just from my experience what i say you're not you who knows everybody (laughs) (laughs) no no i'll tell you it was really moving to orange county was really a hard thing for me Hmm. it was entirely family driven Mm -hmm. And I thought for years it was the worst mistake I ever made. Hmm. And I'll tell you why. Because my entire business network was in a different place. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard. And I think particularly the older we get. And, and you know, it's, what's really interesting in life is is I run into a lot of people, particularly today, and maybe they've been really successful in a particular industry, or maybe they just had an exit, or maybe and, and, and they're in their 40s or 50s, and they'll say to me, you know what? I've decided that, you know, X, Y, and Z happened. I got a little bit of cash. I'm going to take some time off. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a year off. Don't do it. Yes. See, here's the thing. As soon as you stop contributing value to your network, you will be replaced. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if you are the bomb. It doesn't matter if you are the best in the best. As soon as you stop contributing value, especially today, because there are so many people in your space that are contributing value mm-hmm. and that have the same reach and access through social media that you do. Right, they can get to the same people that you can. So I used to think it was a big, it was a, a big disadvantage. But what I learned here, which is really interesting, what I learned is, for example, in the neighborhood that that my kids grew up with, people were really tight. Mm. There, there's there's a lot of tight knit communities around schools, around faith, around clubs, from surfing to this to that to the other, and so what was interesting is. The way I built my business network was much more social, mm-hmm. is how it started, mm-hmm. than a, a hard, straight that, like networking event. Mm-hmm. And what I found is, by doing that, I was actually able to build a different kind of, in a deeper relationship with the person. And I was able to build trust in a different way. And so I had to go about it in a way that was different than I had in the past, sure. building that network. And um, I'm really, really grateful. I'm really grateful for that. I think that's a great story both on how challenging it was but that you, you've sort of found that I, I think the the one challenge that we need to also continue to pursue here is 
how do we interconnect those social mm-hmm. uh, communities and those social networks here in the physical geography of Orange County more effectively? Because yeah. there may be the one person in this surf group who's doing something that still needs expertise that's industry specific or functionally specific that that group may not have, but there may be one in the next the next group over, right? Well, and so I think that's yeah. that's part of why we need to leverage technology. We need to be more open. And one of the the changes I'm starting to see here that I'm really excited about is I think we have more people thinking abundantly and yeah. thinking about the fact that we can all succeed and yeah. that the rising tide can lift everyone and we're better together. You know, I always say there's enough of everything for everyone in the universe. Yes. And when you come from that place of abundance, it's, you know, it's, it's incredible what, what can happen. I, I have felt that, um, that, you know, what I love about your, your new venture studio is I, I have felt that this area has lacked a central place to go a central hub for everyone to come together. And Orange County is interesting because there isn't a mayor of Orange County. Yes. Right? It creates a kind of a funky dynamic, yes. right? 34 cities. 34 yes. cities. Holy cow. And like, no big, like, so, so it's harder. It's actually not necessarily possible in the same way, for example, it is in LA. Like in LA, there is a, a, uh, uh, um, there's a, a person who's in charge of entrepreneurship for all of Los Angeles, right? And mm-hmm. and we just don't have we don't have that here. So I think I think what you're building right now and having this this unifying force is really important. I know that that Rock, that real office centers, mm-hmm. had tried to do it um, over you know on California, and they built a beautiful facility and things mm-hmm. like that. We actually looked at building a radio studio there mm-hmm. when they were developing that place with the Irvine company. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting is that we were focused um, in, in kind of the business planning on bringing people in from different areas. We had a list of celebrity guests and, and, and um, entertainment, entertainers, rocks, uh, 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 athletes, all this stuff. And the problem was they were in different places. Mm-hmm. And, and the more research we did, the more we realized there are just amazing people and stories and and there's such a great fabric here um, that's not being told. That's right. And, and and that is um and I think that's really great about what it is that you're doing. And I would really love to see people here that have inc- these incredible businesses and these stories really amplifying those on social media yes. and helping us to connect with those stories. You know, it's like we need you. You know, it it really is mm-hmm. in this in this county. We need you to share your story, to share how you created a successful, thriving business in Orange County. What you did, how you did it, the 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 um, the advantages that you had that you took advantage of, the obstacles that you ran into, where people can find the kinds of resources that you found in order to do what it is that you did. I, I mean, I'm begging you to please, yes. you know, stand up on social and 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 help us all. I'll learn from from your experience. That's right, and they're, and they're it's amazing every day. I mean, I I have been so inspired by even starting this. I thought, oh, I'll get a few of my friends to come on, and then yeah. it'll probably lose steam. And it's been great to see people continue. I mean, I'm getting now people coming to me saying, "Hey, can I be on?" Yeah. And I thought, okay, I'm going to be arm twisting and and begging people, and it's it's been great. So there are the stories are here. They're here. I, I have no shortage. And I don't feel like I've even scratched the surface. So it's it's really exciting. So, Scott, this has been awesome. 
Um, Paul, unfortunately, has given me the the time over here, so we can't, uh, as much as I would love to sit here all day, um, so we're going to have to come to an end. But before we do, one thing I always like to end, uh, and you've shared a lot of really great thoughts and insights, I, I like to end by asking my guests to share that key lesson or piece of advice that they want to leave with the audience. And so as you think about this group of entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs who are here, this next generation that I want to wrap ourselves around and mm. love and, and create every advantage of and, and give support to, what sort of lesson have you learned that you want to impart or, or piece of advice that you'd love to leave? Well, I think the biggest mistake entrepreneurs make is they try to do too many things at once. Hmm. And I call this hammers and nail syndrome. And here's what I mean. If, if I were to give you one hammer and one nail, and your job's simple. All you have to do is hold that nail, t- take that hammer back and drive that nail into a piece of wood. Like really nail that one business. Mm-hmm. Now, the odds are you may miss the first time, the second, the third time, but eventually I'm going to bet that you're going to nail it. Mm-hmm. So let's say I give you two hammers and two nails. You got a problem. Who's going to hold the nails? Now, let's say you find somebody crazy enough to do it. I want you to think about this. You have to hold a hammer in each hand. You have to bring it up and strike at the same time. And the odds are you're going to miss the first, the second, the third time. You may never nail, nail it or get it right. Let's say I give you 10 hammers and 10 nails. You get the point. Sure. So the biggest mistake that I think entrepreneurs make, again, is they focus on too many things. And so what I say is this. Don't focus on everything. Focus on one thing. Really nail that one thing and then move to the next. Mm. And it doesn't matter what business you're in. Um, and, the, and the other thing that, that I would say is, you know, before, if you had thought about looking somewhere else, you know, know that that all the resources that you need are here in Orange County. And if you are looking, like if you're having trouble identifying or finding those resources, to reach out to you, to reach out to Carrie and and use Carrie as, as a person that can help you to navigate and, and to find your way. Because this is an amazing place. It's an amazing place to live, an amazing place to work, an amazing place to raise kids. And um and I just I'm I'm the biggest fan for OC. Well, thank you, Scott, so much for taking us on this ride, for sharing your insights and experiences. And uh, I can assure you I'm going to figure out a way to get you back here into the studio again uh, for a future version of Accelerate OC because people need to hear uh, this level of uh, energy and inspiration far more often than they do today. So uh, you're definitely doing your part to Accelerate OC. Welcome to the family. You've just listened to Accelerate OC. Join our live recordings every Tuesday morning at accelerateoc.com or listen, like, and share anytime from your favorite podcast spot. Let's Accelerate OC together.